What is your favorite fall flavor? Peppermint, pumpkin, Heath. chocolate. Every day. What is happening? I'm very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went in so many different directions. Wait, let's get into it. Wait, what'd you say? I said heat. Heat? What's heat? <laughs> heat, like the coffee flavor. That's a flavor? Yeah. I've Ew. never it heard sounds of like gross. the chocolate heat. Yeah, but like in, in a coffee form. But it's that same okay. yeah. heat? Yeah. Gone. It's the heat. <laughs> it's like it's like a caramel coffee-ish. I don't know. Okay. But it's like, I guess it's not like super fall-like. caramel or caramel? But in my head, anything caramel, caramel. is very fall-like. Caramel? Some people say caramel. None of you guys like pumpkin spice? No, no I, that's gross. We tried it one time. I like pumpkin pie. Yeah, that's why I said pumpkin mm. for flavor. I don't like pumpkin pie. I like the pumpkin one like from Dunkin', like the taste of pumpkin, but not pumpkin spice. It's no. okay. It's not like, but it's not something that I would like voluntarily nah, I it. get. It. it was gross. Mm. Yes, it is <laughs> gross. I do like pumpkin, though. I like pumpkin so. pie. Hmm. I said peppermint. Yeah. Peppermint, peppermint is a good, mm. I, that's, I feel like that's Christmas, really though. Good. But I that's have that all year. <laughs> it's all yeah. year for me. No, no, but really? specifically around the Christmas time yeah. or when it's colder, I feel like the That's peppermint hot chocolate or whatever nah, smacks harder. Gross. It's yeah. yeah. I don't want That's toothpaste in my it's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I you just said, said chocolate. <laughs> You're such a chocolate fiend. But I feel like a fall exclusive. No, it's not. But I think that people tend to eat more chocolate around. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Candy time because of the Halloween. Candy. Yeah. yeah. Oh snap! So chocolate year round. The worst part of the year is ahead. The what? The, the worst part of the year is ahead. What? What do you say? Like, like I said, the worst part of the year is ahead. Like, the, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> I've never heard this saying. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> Explain yourself right now. It's because I'm just saying. Like, I was just thinking about. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like Get it out, Amber. Thinking about what? Halloween's around the corner and then like candy and then like Thanksgiving and then like pies and then like What is What does that have to do with what is part of your head? I've been working really hard not to have guys. She didn't say the head. She said a head. Like the word a head. Like y'all thought you said is head. Like just straight head. So we were all like, boy, what are you talking about? Okay, guys, to clarify, she said, like, going forward, the best time of the year is the coming. The worst, the worst. Oh, the worst time. <laughs> Which is we all... the most sweet, tempting part of the year. A little miscommunication, a little explicitness thought, early on in the podcast. You guys thought that I said the worst part of the year is head? No, no, is a head. Like, <laughs> That's a head? Like, I'm like, no, I heard what she just said. <laughs> okay, this is getting already too dirty yeah. early on in the podcast. Thank Welcome you, guys. to Hotober. <laughs> Welcome to Strange Bottom. Flavors. This is brought to you by LF Theory. My name is Shimmer. I'm Faraz. My name is Amber. Yes. And a special guest on the podcast today. Gang Gang. Not it's a your guest boy. co-host. Guest co-host. guest co-host. The most. Host with the most. David. <laughs> David. Some, for some reason, he still goes by David, but then says that that's not his at anymore. Yeah. It's you, not. Is it Dower Power? Is it Dower Amir underscore? Is it David? It's whatever you want it to be. I think it's still David. Yeah, it's always David. Anyways, you can find us on all <laughs> over social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and YouTube. there's YouTube. And yeah, that's where you can watch our podcast. And then you can also listen to this podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts such as Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. 
And yeah, and then if you want to email us with uh, some stories or messages, which you actually did this episode, um, that is at strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. That's where also you can send your music. If yeah. you happen to make music or someone that you know has some pretty fire music. Yeah, just send them their bars. Shout and out Jerry. Shimmer just yeah. came out with his pop rock single. Yeah, yes. inshallah it will be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Did you send it into Strange Flavors? Oh no, I didn't. Dang. <laughs> you better get on that. You better send it to strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. It's not gonna make it this so week. It's featured. Is it gonna make it next week? Well, luckily your friend for us was nice enough to send it in to the email. Oh yes. Oh, wow. See, so that's what you, I'm gonna have that's to check what, this email to see if this is factual. <laughs> typing it right now. And that's what you can do with your friends if they have cool music. You wow. should really do that with your friends. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if you have a dope artist friend, you should promo them and be like, yo, you know what? People need to hear this person. Right. Yeah. Let me get them on this podcast. And then people will be like, wait, what is that? Yeah. You know, don't you guys do that all the time where you're like either watching a movie or a TV mm-hmm. show or you're out somewhere and you're like, what is that? And then you're like, Shazam. Yeah, yeah that's how I discovered Lizzo. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. She's up and coming. Mm-hmm. We actually like we've been watching my brother and I have been like religiously watching the show Ballers What's on uh, HBO. It's with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and like. Mm-hmm. A bunch of these athletes and it's a really cool show but the whole like uh track list in that is so fire mm. like every time a song starts playing we already have our shazam out we're like <laughs> this is about to be fire and you guys watch is. euphoria that is really good soundtrack. i watched, watch I watched one episode but like i heard that somebody in your family has a subscription to hbo and if they pass that over i can finish watching it i can neither confirm nor deny that <clears throat> um, now you just put her on blast now everyone's, <laughs> everyone's gonna be emailing that's what they're gonna email about not music <laughs> the like, only thing i mind HBO. about people sharing accounts is like sometimes we'll get on like we were watching ballers right mm-hmm. and my brother and I got into a fight because I saw that all these episodes were No, we watched. didn't get into a fight. You just accused me. <laughs> <laughs> so who watched it? Anyway. So, so all of these episodes were watched, and my sister doesn't watch this show. Like, what's going on? And it was Amoth, our neighbor. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I texted him. I was like, yo, have you been watching these episodes? He's like, yeah, sorry I got carried away. We just told him about the show a day before, and he had already passed four seasons. Wait, how do you watch four seasons in, in one day? Two, yeah. How? Yeah. How he finished the Ask whole show him. in two days. He watches The Office like... He said he's seen it like four times, like over. And there's like 10 seasons. It's yeah. hard to watch yeah. all of that at once. But some people watch shows like... I, I can't yeah. do that. Like crazy. I have the smallest attention span. That's I do why. it once and then like that memory is just... Why do you think Amon says he's busy? <laughs> he's watching <laughs> Office, Ballers, everything, binge watching the whole season. It's crazy. Hmm. Um. So yeah, Shimmer said that uh, you can send in, you know, questions you guys have or any sort of like voice notes and stuff and actually we have one from abdullah anwar um all the way from australia yeah melbourne shout out uh he said hi just another stranger here i've got a voice recording for the questions which i wanted to ask from you guys the files attached love looking forward to the response uh through the podcast thank you super cool if you guys have questions like this like please send in a voice note and then you can hear yourself on the podcast for sure all right let's play this and see what abdullah has to say Hey Faraz, my name's Abdullah. Um, I'm sending in this voice note all the way from Melbourne, Australia. And um, well, I just wanted to ask you guys a question in regards to international students, uh, specifically from India and Pakistan. So when these students come all the way uh, from Southeast Asia um, to the States or abroad or anywhere else, like whenever they encounter um, like other dual nationals, like other Pakistani or Indian nationals, like I always feel like the diaspora kids or, or like the dual nationals they like tend to neglect 
the people who are from their homeland. Uh, let's just say that, like, like if, even if they were not born uh, over there, they still have like some sort of connection because of the ethnicity. Um, so yeah, I always feel like the diaspora kids over here, uh, they tend to like neglect um, other Pakistani and other Indian kids uh, who were brought up over there. And they tend to like hang out with their white well, with their um, white friends and you know the ones the ones who are like locals and everything. And um, yeah, that's just uh, I just wanted like your intake on that. And uh, second of all, uh, I wanted to ask you guys about the marriage situation, which is an overgrowing issue. Um, yeah, so again, this comes back to the international students again, uh, the ones who go abroad. They tend to find somebody um, who's like Pakistani. And then, you know, they like fall in love with them. They, they marry them. And, you know, like a year or two later, I'm not saying that everybody does this, but, uh, again, like this, we can't put a blanket statement on this. So yeah, like they, well, like once they get married and once they get their residency documents two years after they like file a divorce and then they're free and set to go and they live abroad, um, everywhere. So yeah, this this uh, this happening everywhere, which is why parents are like quite concerned. Yeah, uh, wanted your I wanted your intake on that as well. Um, yeah, so uh, also I want to let you guys know that I've been following you guys like ever since uh, Ronald Cole took out uh, the video for Saudis and Audis. So uh, yeah, but I recently started to listen. Uh, I, I recently started listening to your podcast. Um, yeah, uh, that that's about it. Yeah. All right, thank you, Abdullah, for sending that in. I yeah. just want to say real quick, Saudis and Audis was not us, unfortunately. <laughs> it was Go Remy. I think I don't know if he meant to say I the Desi and I know it or no, no, or he's probably talking about the Mosala Mosala video, yeah. maybe. But I think he was talking about Saudis and Audis. Oh. And he's sending it to the wrong person. No, no, no. I'm just <clears throat> also, well, where's the Australian accent? Dang. Also, don't you say <laughs> just, don't you say Melbourne if you're from Melbourne? I don't know. No, I, really? I think yeah, he's I one Melbourne. of the international <laughs> students, maybe. Yeah. Oh. That's why he's yeah. They yeah, were... his whole thing was about that, and you come out and say, hey, yo, bro, where's the accent, bro? <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what he was talking about. Now, okay, so Abdullah asked uh, two separate questions, and I wrote them down so we remember them. Mm -hmm. The first one had to do with the interaction between the exchange students that come over in college, and I'm sure that we've all interacted with that bunch of people, mm -hmm. and then the Americanized uh, people that were that that have like a dual sort of yeah, yeah. uh culture almost yeah. um so like fobs and then yeah, yeah for a lack of a better way to say it yeah. like fobs how do you interact with fobs mm -hmm. fresh off the boat people that yeah. are like you know have the strong accent and maybe still attached to certain customs and mm -hmm. you know just fresh over here studying what okay. do you guys think is I, I personally think it's just a personality type thing. Like like somebody who goes over here, they probably grew up with the people that they're going to school with or they got along with them in some way. And for me, for example, I tend to be a social person. So if I do cross paths with a person who's an exchange student, I definitely do have a conversation and you know not talk to them because they're an exchange student. Um, but I think it just has to do with how comfortable you are talking to strangers, period. I'm not saying that there isn't people who there aren't people who won't talk to them because they're like, oh, they're Fabi. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people just have certain comfortabilities when it comes to their friends. I actually had the opposite um, experience because I went to school with a lot of like white people mm -hmm. and all my friends were white or black mm -hmm. growing up. And then when I got to college, it was actually like a fresh thing to see like 
like people mm -hmm. from back home almost and I enjoyed that but I did hear about a lot of people being like oh like they're so fobby and stuff mm -hmm. and I did see people making fun of them especially the guys right. I think the girls had it a little bit better because they were girls are always nicer to each other right um not always actually yeah. <laughs> but I think girls but like bridge gaps sometimes even between case, guys yeah but with the guys like they did not want to yeah like People over here already, like the sort of Desi, F-boy, Hasan Minaj looking people already are trying to like be, you know, Americanized yeah. or more so like cool to black people. So they don't want to be associated with those Fabi people at all. Now he's asking why is that the case? It's an assimilation issue, like how you're saying. They've been like earning their coolness and cred. So then when they see someone like that, one of their friends might be like, oh, yo, is that your cousin? And it's like, nah, like, I don't know him at all. So it's like, they want to, like, steer away from that as much as possible mm -hmm. and just cut off all ties between what that was and what they are. And I think it's not just, like, cool to black people. I think it's cool to the people that they want to appeal to. Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of brown people who are like, like, oh, like, I've heard, like, literally two weeks ago, somebody was like, oh, yeah, like, I only really chill with white people. Like, and, and that's just, like, <laughs> what they, like, gear towards. And, like, I think it's just what they whoever they've kind of like look up to friends wise yeah it's like the fobs are like starting fresh at zero when mm -hmm. we've had like years and years of like you know assimilating to this culture mm -hmm. they're not always even like f that fobby mm -mm. No, no, no sometimes yeah. it's just that they have an accent and that's it or they don't even like know anybody and they're just yeah. kind of waiting it's yeah. not even it doesn't even necessarily have to be that but i have to advocate for the people that are kind of like f fresh from there because they're the most fun people to be around. Oh, mm -hmm. facts. They have facts. fun doing anything and everything. And it's just like people here, I feel like. And they, they're grateful, very grateful for yeah. like a very grateful mentality. It's annoying sometimes hanging out with people um, that are like you because sometimes it's just like they think everything is just boring or like, mm -hmm. oh, this is overdone or they don't have fun anymore with like the simple things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when people come from overseas, my cousins are over right now and like. It's just so cool to see like them, you know, just have fun with the simplest things, and it, and it makes you appreciate life and like your culture and everything a lot yeah. more. Yeah, I went I to so. sorry. I went to like a smaller school for college, and we took a critical thinking and arguments class. And I got to say, the most interesting perspectives that were brought to the table were those that were immigrants or had were were um, foreign exchange students. They work hard too. Yeah. They, they and really they hard. and they have a perspective that I'm like whoa I didn't even yeah. think of it in that way and they would bring the most like juiciest pieces to the discussions they have you Thanks. know valuable input yeah, I was gonna ask what do you guys think like both sides should do to like bridge this gap or what do you mm -hmm. think could happen hmm I think um, it really depends on how much uh, campus life you're trying to be a part of right if you're if you're about that then maybe if also if you want some sort of like validation for and for your own fun and and like going out and, and someone to stick by that you're going to equally experience this with it's gonna be a much better spot for you having somebody who is like from overseas than somebody who might push you in the wrong direction and what i what i mean by that is like a lot of these people are here like on a mission focused focused to go back home and like they know not to like go too wild or anything or to make it here yeah, right. They have a yeah. goal they want to do, and they say, you know, and they have a timeline. Yeah. Like, I need to do this by this timeline because I have to be in this country. So they're very goal oriented. So they have a more balanced 
take i think than people that over here that are like kind of take things like this for granted like mm -hmm. yeah like i'm just gonna have fun in college and then you know if it doesn't work out i could go to this college and i have all my life because i live here mm -hmm. um so i think that realizing that is important and then there's not really much i think that they could do from their end i feel like if they just put themselves in more situations to be around more people uh -huh. like that's it you know like, like i think it's the same thing yeah. uh, campus life yeah, because yeah. the people who we had a lot of foreign exchange students in um at, at university of baltimore and a lot of it was that the people who were most involved on campus you know everybody kind of knew them yeah Okay, so the second part of uh, his question was um, people who are kind of marrying for the visa. It, yeah. it, did I get that right? I, I think that was yeah. it. Yeah. Is, he's saying that people look for um, someone over here to get married to and then get a divorce. Well, it's happening like all over the world. Yeah. They're right. going to like, different just, countries. Yeah. There's actually a show about this on TLC. It's called The 90 Day Fiance, um, <laughs> where people here think that they're in love and in a real genuine relationship with yeah. someone from another country. Yeah. And it'll be like, you know, people that clearly don't make a match. Like it'll be, yeah. you know, some like handsome looking Egyptian dude and then some like really kind of obese yeah. white woman, which oh is who God. is over age. And Amber, okay, fine, fat white lady. I'm trying to appeal to... Wait, how, how do they know like it's gonna be a 90 day thing? Also, isn't that like set how do they start recording? The white lady would the, have to know that's that exactly that's the situation. Like, they're like, oh, this is sketchy. She's on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if like that's the entire premise of the show. I think that maybe it's like, oh, this is gonna work out in their eyes. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Like, I don't sometimes think that it's works out. Sometimes like, it doesn't. Yeah, okay. and I think, I think they kind of shoot it like uh, catfish a little bit. Okay. You know how yeah, like yeah. They, one of them work. knows like yeah. what's going on, and then the camera crew follows. Yeah. So I think also, they like ask them to help them out to like okay. reach out to them. And also, like they'll like get them over there. Like they'll mm. pay for her ticket for Egypt and stuff to True. be able to film the show and all that. That's cool. So um, yeah, I mean, in that situation, like there's a lot of people around the world that are kind of doing that, and then. Uh, they'll get over here and then divorce them so then they can stay, <laughs> but they are now, like, you know, yeah. chilling in the U.S. I mean, I think that that scenario happens with, like, not just, um, like, exchange students. Or it happens, like, from visitors. I don't think he was or, saying necessarily exchange students, yeah. was he? Just, he no. he general, just related but, it kind of to it, yeah. but he was just like, hmm. in general, it happens. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it's it's more possible for things like this to happen now, especially when you have people like Shimmer on Hinge and like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like for real on social media and all that, I feel like it's a lot easier that it's happening. I mean, the divorce rate's 50% anyway, so. Over here. Here, yeah. I thought it was higher. I mean, it could be. It's probably going up. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I saw, I saw this video, um, I think it was on like one of those Pakistani channels, and um, this guy claimed that he was like in love with this white lady who you know came to pakistan to marry him and stuff and all his friends in the back are making fun of him in urdu and she has no idea what they're saying but they're pretty much saying like i mean i would marry her too if i was going to america and like all this stuff and they're like ask her if she has any friends like they're all just roasting her and he's like shut up shut up be quiet be quiet oh my God. and like everybody is aware of the situation yeah. except her she's like dressed up and she thinks that she's like... But he actually loves her, right? Or no? I don't know. I mean, it oh, didn't okay. seem like it. He was in on the jokes and all that. <laughs> oh, okay. But he was claiming that he was. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a weird thing, but... Um, Is it, like, fully wrong? I have mixed feelings Is about it. Is it fully wrong for that to happen? I don't know. Yeah. I right. Like, if somebody thinks that they're in love with you... Yeah. 
Of course, that's yeah. that's the bad part that's about it. Cool. But the good, I guess, like kind of like the okay part about it is like the current administ- administration has made it really hard to get visas and be able to stay that's and stuff not like that. A so like, they would. I respect the hustle trying <laughs> to get here, that. but like they the would. the bad part yeah. about it is you're messing you're, with someone's mess, feelings. Yeah. Like, so there's other ways. What? To, I mean, you could find someone that you're actually in love with. Right. You don't have to, if you're actually looking to marry somebody. He was trying life. to give credit to the hustle. <laughs> the hus- I respect the hustle. I'm dead. No, I mean, I have no advice or anything to right. say. To, I, ha- I wouldn't know what to... You're basically wasting someone's watch time. Out. Because you never know if it could happen to you, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and not even just, like, in that situation, but somebody being in a relationship with you in general and taking advantage of you yeah. and... You never know what the reason could be. It could be for money or for like, yeah. I don't know. Like, question, question. Would you be scared if you went overseas and like you started liking somebody? Would you be scared of that at all? I mean, I think that you have to like look at like actually like evaluate the situation, how they're acting. Like what kind yeah. of questions do they have? Like are they are they like, oh, so like how the does fact the that visa you're American, process work? The fact that you're American, they probably don't have to ask any questions. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think that like you can tell somebody's intentions from their questions, but ultimately, you you don't know. Yeah. Well, it also depends on their sort of values and yeah. personality. So, would you be scared? Like, would you be worried about that, or would you just like? Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends because if they, if I recognize like some genuine sort of yeah traits, otherwise, their characteristics are not very like similar to the U.S. in, yeah. in like. They they look for resumes, yeah. you know. Like there's a lot of people that are married to people that aren't. Um, what do you say? Like in their league? Yeah, compatible. Uh, but America just overrides everything. Right. It's like if you're in love, yeah. you do anything. Like yeah. you go homeless for this. Like yeah. that's the Hollywood sort of yeah. definition of love. Uh, if I'm in like Sweden or something, like I could take a Swedish girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it depends on the country, right? Yeah. In, I mean, I would be so skeptical. To be honest, like wherever I go, Shamir would come back like it's an experiment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny that. <laughs> Listen, uh, Abdullah, we don't know what to tell you on the second part. Hopefully, we helped in some way on the first part. Does anyone else have anything to no. add to that? Would you be skeptical? Would no. I be? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shamir, to be honest, out edge. of all of us, I feel like you would be the one to what, to like, do that. Yeah. To do that, like what? go to another country and like fall in love yeah. with another girl. I'm the most skeptical person here. Yeah, but I also but feel I like you're the most like w- like oh, you're. Oh no, she loves me. Like you're willing to look past like certain things. You're like, if you know she's this and she's that, like you know, it could work. <laughs> she's five nine. <laughs> she's. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, Let's thank you for happen. sending. Uh, those questions in Abdullah and we appreciate you supporting us and our craft okay <laughs> let's uh real quick I just want to say we still got um, a little bit of merch left Alif Theory you see Shimmer with the shirt on you see Dower with the hat yes. on we don't have those hats exclusive <laughs> I'll flip this hat for a 500 <laughs> okay no reselling um, but yeah we also have other um, strange flavors in Ronopono gear if you go on the website on Redbubble and Society6 um, so be sure to look out for that. Uh, before this podcast, I showed you guys this commercial um, that was made by uh, a group called the Sandy Hook Promise. And it was a back to school commercial. Started out pretty normally. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's like 
you know, it's just like, hey, my mom got these. Uh, like flaunting their back to school supplies. Yeah, this like backpack Walmart for this purpose. Yeah. It's like a normal one. And then it's you start seeing stuff going on in the background. And there's like kids running and screaming. And then it suddenly turns into like, my socks. Thanks, thanks, uh, mom, for getting me these socks because they're an Wouldn't ultimate lifesaver. And then she's like tying up this wound. girl's wounds. People are running and then people are protecting themselves with scissors and colored pencils. And at the end, it it wraps up with this girl on her phone. And she's like, thank you, mom, for getting me this phone. Um, and then you hear like footsteps, the footsteps of the she gets quiet. That was honestly like the scariest part. Like yeah. my heart dropped when I saw that part of it. It's just like yeah. made it very real. Yeah. But that was an amazing. I mean, like commercial, like well made to yeah. like deliver the message. Mm-hmm. Like, I also think it was like, like if I, as a parent, if I saw that, I would be very scared. Yeah. So like if it's trying to get somebody's attention, it would definitely get my attention as a parent. Yeah. I don't know if it's. You know the political yeah i I don't know if it's the best way to go about it i don't know what the best way would be but i think it definitely gets attention if that's what they're trying to do i think i mean as far as getting the message across i think it is the best way because you have actual kids and you're just like this you never see this aspect of it you only Mm -hmm. hear about it from the outside yeah but you don't ever see actual kids and what they're going through and i can't imagine like what it would be like to be in that situation and what the kids are doing like these are kids Mm-hmm. And so to see that in this video, it's like it's really heartbreaking. Um, but a lot of people did say that like this is going overboard, this is too much, and I want to know like what do you guys think? Is this like putting kids in this sort of commercial and and showing that is it too graphic? Is it too much? I think I think as a child, I, it might be too much. But I think that if it's trying to get the parents' attention and then create a conversation and it seems like they gave resources. Am I right? Yeah, so the Sandy Hook promise, like once you go on the website, it shows you, it pretty much their whole thing is like how to look for the signs and it's bringing awareness to if you have a gun in your house or someone you know has a gun in your house, like what are the signs that your kid or someone's kid might be going towards that? What are the signs of depression and suicide um, and how to like sort of prevent that from happening and there's a lot of statistics on here like in four out of five school shootings at least one other person had knowledge of the attacker's plan but failed to report it Hmm. so that that says four out of five you know like Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of statistics like that here um and this is you can find this all on uh, sandyhookpromise.org which i'll link in the bio i mean i think uh, this is like a last resort type thing right you never want like kids to be scared of shootings you never want them to like be prepared for that kind of thing it shouldn't be in their mind right Mm -hmm. But since it's a last resort, because, you know, like, nobody's doing anything in politics, like, preventing this, mm-hmm. right? No one's doing anything to prevent this. So it's like, let's make a message so that everyone can see it and everyone can do it. And maybe we do have to have it in our minds to know how to prevent it. Yeah, like, know? they took the job as humans into our hands to do it for one another yeah. because we can't rely on anybody else to do it for us. Yeah, it's think, sad that it's so normalized, yeah, too. I think it's sad that this commercial exists, but it has to exist because... We've seen so many news stories about school shootings now that these kids have just become numbers now. When you see this commercial, you see the actual kids in this environment mm-hmm. and how it goes about it. Like, so it makes it really real. Yeah. I think also, like, it's weird that the kids know what's going on. And usually when it comes to political situations, kids are kind of uh, put to the side and they're like, you know, yeah. this is a grown-up's you know, conversation, so they don't need to be in this but i saw a tiktok 
and it was um it was almost scary to see it was like comparing kids to in the u.s versus like uk i think and it was it, it was either that foster the people song what is oh, it oh yeah um, or i think it might have been pumped up kicks it was either that or paper planes where there's like the shooting mm-hmm. um and when that plays it's like kids in the u.s versus kids in the uk so when the shooting happens the kids in the u.s take off an earphone and look back and the uk kids just keep studying oh wow and that's like that to me is like it, it didn't make me laugh like tiktoks are supposed to like make you laugh and like be like whatever it kind of just one. made me like pause for a second yeah. and i didn't have anything to say to that because i'm like there's actually sucks. how i was gonna bring that up there's a bunch of kids that are doing tiktoks about school shootings mm-hmm. it's like dark humor stuff so you know the song like bulletproof next like it's like next time i'll be bulletproof okay so like a bunch of people did the same exact video where they're like they're saying oh like i'm gonna like talk to the weird kid and then then they lip sync oh. like next time i'll be bulletproof and it's like jeez and then there's a bunch of songs that have like uh school like or guns in it and it's like kids in the classroom and then they're running away as they hear like the gun gunshots going so they're yeah they're like aware of what's going on but they're using dark humor to kind of cope with it yeah i guess the moral of the story is like it's not as much about the commercial as it is about the environment around it and like until why that it changes created. like yeah. you can't really stop people from creating things like this and especially the kids from knowing what's going on and, and continuing on to that like it's not funny yeah and if it starts becoming funny like that's just that's a sad that's gonna be a sad day um amber you wanted to bring up some things regarding the sort of mental health situation right so yesterday was world mental health day um and this year it hit a little bit closer to my actual daily life than um, usual because a few days prior, one of the people that I see on a daily basis committed suicide. Oh, no. And so um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about on this podcast is that for me, when I saw this individual, I personally saw them as somebody that I admired. I used to refer to this person as a beast. I thought they were beautiful. I thought they were strong. And at, at the, the gym. At the gym. Okay. Um, and this is somebody that I would look up to as an inspiration when it came to working out. I would I would constantly tell her, like, oh my gosh, I wanna look like you. And I don't know if you guys remember, I actually showed you her picture three or four months ago and I was like, guys, guess her age. Like she looks amazing oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And so the point is to say that this is somebody that I admired and I felt like was such a strong, beautiful person. And at the end of the day, she didn't feel that. And that's what took her life away. Mm. And so I just wanted to put a little PSA out there that the sometimes your biggest enemy is your own mind and to not let yourself get in the way of your own potential. And I think some of the ways that you can deal with that is just becoming comfortable with knowing where you are. And there's no need to feel ashamed to be aware that you're having an anxiety attack, that you're going through a depressive depressive episode. And the more that you are aware of it, the better that you are equipped to handle it. So get to know yourself, how you process information, and what resources you have around you in your weak moments, and identify the people in your life that you can go to when you have when you feel like you're at your lowest. And that... I always want to let people know that I think that 
again, I was looking at her and I thought she was so beautiful. And here she was, you know, not feeling whatever she felt that, you know, took her own life away. Mm-hmm. And that y- you are your biggest critic. And I read something the other day that says that you don't even know what you really look like because you look in the mirror when you're getting ready. Like when you're approaching the mirror, you're ready to look in the mirror, but you don't know what you look like when you've been surprised or when you're happy or when your eyes are lit up with excitement. You have no idea what you actually look like. And so I think that um, you'd be surprised what the people around you feel. And so I encourage anybody listening to this, just remind the people that you have in your life that you love them. Take a a minute to be vulnerable with people that you love. Whatever your love language is, or whatever their love language is, I know for our friend group, we love teasing each other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's like, hey, ugly, like, (laughs) I missed you. Like, for me and my cousin, for example, we're like, excuse my language, we'd be like, hey, ho. So I'd be like, hey, ho, I love you. Like, whatever your love language is, use it and share that with the people that you're around because you never know what a small thing like that can really help. But in the light of being vulnerable i was going to ask you guys you know to take away kind of a little little barda what's barda curtain Curtain. (laughs) pull back a little curtain and maybe share with the audience what's something that maybe overwhelms you or something that makes you uncomfortable in your life i just want to say real quick i'm sorry that that happened to someone that you know and what's her name jamie jamie we want to send uh love and positive vibes to jamie's family and friends um okay so the question is what makes What's something that overwhelms us? What's something that might overwhelm you, overwhelms you, something that makes you feel uncomfortable or, like, strikes something in your life? Hmm. Everything. <laughs> uh, hmm. I know for me it's, like, the unknown. Like, anything that I'm, you know, starting fresh with and that I might not feel so comfortable with. That's something that makes me really uncomfortable, but I also thrive off of, like, getting to be really good at that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a relatable one for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes for me, it's maybe not doing enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, I often think that sometimes in, you know, people's lives and like those around me, there's more that I could be doing for them. Um, Even just like being there, listening, checking in on them, because I don't personally like need that. Mm -hmm. I've never like been someone who kind of. Um, like I could be alone for a long time and like it's it's comforting to me mm-hmm. I actually prefer to be alone than around people but I know that there are a lot of people around me that uh, they need someone to just talk to or you know mm-hmm. um, just share the room with or just some energy like I know like a close friend of mine who uh, sometimes they would just come over and like we they didn't even need me to speak to them or anything or check in on them i I could tell that something was like wrong Mm -hmm. but they just had that sort of comfort of like being in the same room and like knowing that this was kind of like home almost Mm -hmm. like oh i always come back to this place and like this makes me feel it's a constant or a consistent place i can go back to sure Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's what i I think for me it's like being vulnerable sometimes Mm -hmm. like in a way of if i do have like bad feelings or something Mm -hmm. i won't tell anybody and i feel like it's overwhelming to express to somebody because it makes me feel like weak or Mm -hmm. something so i'd all so my uh headspace is always like let me try to 
fix it myself. And mm-hmm. most of the time it helps. But sometimes I'll just like have opportunities where I hang with friends and I don't even tell them just me hanging out with the friends just makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that's something that overwhelms me. Mm-hmm. David? Um, I think for me is just like overthinking and overanalyzing things. Mm-hmm. Like just trying to be somewhere where I'm not even like to the point that I'm not enjoying like where I am like in like actually at. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking about the next thing when I should be actually living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I hope that all of the things that we talked about today that we take a moment to try to confront them within the next week and work towards it to be a better version of ourselves. That's fire. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing up that cool yeah subject and then a little something kind of along the lines of you know the world of you know mental health and just you know people dealing with different issues something that i thought was really cool is that sesame street came out with an episode about a child having a parent that deals with an addiction and having been in a child care setting for nine years i've kind of witnessed a lot of children who had dealt with their parents dealing with something but they don't have the resources or for example as teenagers and adults we have 13 reasons why right to like relate to you know whether it be suicide or sadness or whatever it is um and i actually thought it was very cool relating to the story that i just said with uh jamie from the gem um one of my friends and her friends has a child has two children who looked up to her as an aunt And the way that they had to approach the subject was by asking them, you know, do you know what suicide is? And what do you know about it? And by kind of bringing that knowledge to the table and then approaching the subject, like, well, this is somebody that we know that has now done this. And so I think it's really cool that Sesame Street has taken a way of, these are relatable characters they see on a weekly basis or a daily basis that they're comfortable with. Characters that they've seen. How old are kids that watch Sesame Street? Mm, I'd say like two to seven. Okay. So I think that a lot of times, for example, a lot of the kids that are in foster care tend to be around that age. Um, And so they've had, you know, topics such as racism, gender, gender equality, autism awareness, foster care, addiction, all those types of things, but the children tend to, you know, express their energy by lashing out behaviorally because they have nothing to relate to. And I think it's interesting that I'm just now kind of seeing in the last week specifically having, you know, this happen in my life and then seeing Sesame Street do this kind of, you know, more worldwide. I think that I I applaud Sesame Street for creating awareness about these topics at that age for the sake of relatability um, so they don't feel alone and, you know, they don't have, like, documentaries or anything like that that, that's developmentally appropriate. None of those things are developmentally appropriate for a child, such as documentaries, 13 Reasons Why, stuff like that. So this is something that they're able to break down in a developmentally appropriate way to these children. But, you know, that's my take. What's what's your take? I don't know enough about how old these kids are that they'll be able to take in exactly what's happening mm-hmm. so i don't really know like if it's effective or not i remember when i was a uh, little like just enjoying cartoons and stuff and like never really getting a message from them okay. like it was just cartoons mm-hmm. um i know sesame street's not a cartoon but it's yeah. like all those kids shows right. but like we would also watch shows like full house 
which there was like a life lesson in every single episode and it was corny but it was like it was there and you really understood it because it was Mm -hmm. real people having real like situations happening and it was entertaining at the same time and i understood it yeah so i would just be curious to see like if they're actually absorbing it and what it means to them um for me growing up like i'd watch a bunch of cartoons like most kids and i was like six or something and there's this uh, show called Static Shock. Mm. And oh, it's yeah, about a, a black uh, superhero who has, like, shock powers or whatever. And there was this episode where this, like, kid was getting bullied. And he mm-hmm. brought a gun to school. Oh, my God. And I was, like, six. And I still remember this episode. And the kid, he was getting bullied so bad that he wanted to shoot the bully. But this other kid got in the way. And um, he shot him. And that other kid was, like, the best friend of the oh, superhero. Oh, I remember this episode. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that episode just, even though I was six, I fully understood. The like, white the cyber feeling. kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the fact that you still remember it shows that, like, it's effective. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that you still remember it. Like, yeah. And I don't remember most of the episodes of that show. See, I, but I, I don't remember rem- that episode. I, I do remember that episode, but I don't remember it in the way that you're remembering it. Yeah. I was like, dang, his best friend got shot. It wasn't like, <laughs> oh, you mm-hmm. should prevent it yeah. and, like, this is loyalty and stuff. Yeah. So the way but that Sesame Street, I, I watched some clips to see because I was also a little bit curious to uh-huh. see how they were doing it. And they did it more so in a way, for example, the foster care one. They were like, oh, Ellie's going to be staying with us for a little bit. Her mom and dad have some things that they need to sort out. So she's going to stay with us. So we have a friend in the meantime. Let's make sure that we're nicer to our friend. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, you saw her crying because she, like, missed her parents or whatever. And then they comforted her. So, like, it was very basic. It wasn't, like, telling them what addiction is, what type of problems. Just setting them up for, like, Setting them up in in what the child would have to deal with in the situation. So the addiction, it was their mommy and daddy are dealing with something right now, so I'm having a hard time. Mm. Not what they're dealing with, what addiction is, what it is, whatever. It's more so what the child's role in that is. Mm. So if, say, for example, a child in foster care is watching Sesame Street, Mm -hmm. they just saw their life kind of in a relatable way. Yeah. Also, I guess... Like, I guess today, there's a lot of talk about mental health, and it's good. But at the same time, I'm I'm curious to know if it's, like, too much. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like... Like, people get desensitized? Not that, part. but, like... I think I a know lot what you're saying. Like, a lot of people thinking that, like, they have symptoms yeah. or, like, that, that yeah. it, it's a normal thing that everyone kind of has. It. And maybe it is, I don't know, but, like, almost that it, like, gets in the way of everyone's lives no i guess i would like the actual illness i feel like it gets downgraded because there's a lot of people that think they're depressed but it's like depressed versus sadness so -hmm. there's some people that say they claim that they're depressed but you just had a bad day so then it kind of downgrades and there's no way to like measure that though that's why i I think that somebody at least can then confront what they feel and that's kind of what i was saying earlier like recognizing where you are and knowing yourself and knowing your own mental health and how you deal with it because in every aspect of everybody's lives at some point they deal with some sort of hardship Mm -hmm. and you do have to have a mental struggle of some sort so to be able to some people have it easier where they can you know easily recognize some people's brain chemistry is against them yeah you know that's where i'm saying like it kind of diminishes the people that actually have to deal with the issue mm-hmm. versus someone that's just having like a bad day or just I guess it's more like helpful a, to see a story or uh, influences where they say like I deal with this but mm-hmm. like and or like 
this is how to overcome or this is how to deal with mm-hmm. i guess that's more helpful than just saying like like i don't I, know i think like in moments like, like for example i can say i've been through depressive episodes in my life mm-hmm. like i specifically remember an episode that we were recording last fall and I remember a question that a user had submitted was, what does happiness mean to you? And on this podcast, I passed up that question because I didn't feel like I had an answer for it at that time. I genuinely, from my heart, didn't have an answer. And that moment taught me that, okay, I just feel weak right now. I'm going to be okay and everything like that. But now I can sympathize with those. I know that I don't have like long-term depression. I'm not always depressed. But I do know that because I was able to identify at that time, I have a lot more empathy for those who do have depression and whose brain chemistry is against them in a much more serious way than whereas mine was situational somebody's might be just you know their brain chemistry Mm -hmm. and I think that that also brings a lot of awareness for others so what I'm saying is people might overclaim it but then also they have to confront what it means Mm -hmm. and I think that if anything that's helpful because then they can apply that for other people Mm. But I think there's some people that aren't acknowledging, like, the claiming part of it. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, a bunch of people that joke about being, like, depressed on Twitter. Right, right. Like, it's like a meme. Like, yeah. And then they, like, joke about, like, oh, like, I'm going to kill myself today. I and think it's also gets... a coping strategy, too. I don't know. I guess we need more education on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just saying it helps when people share, like, real stories of, like, I guess real situations. It's just hard to say because we don't know what's what. Right. It's so hard nowadays to know, yeah. like, what's real and what's like, not. Like, almost. I saw a tweet. Someone was like, they're feeling bad, and it seemed like a legit tweet. So I messaged a person. I was like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, it's just a joke. And I was like, oh, dang. It's a joke. Oh, like, that's yeah, what like, that's yeah. a tweet sometimes. Then for the future, that kind of screws you <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, are they joking? They're like, don't take my Twitter seriously. I'm like, oh, okay. I yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I, I'm going to applaud you still for reaching out. Like, good job. But like, the tweet seemed real. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually, I've seen, like, a bunch of funny tweets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that tweet seemed, like, legit. And I was like, mm-hmm. let me see if this person's okay. And then. But I yeah. guess I should, you know, either, anytime either. you think it's real or yeah. you should always check. I guess you should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, shout out to everyone who's advocating and educating people on uh, World Mental Health Day. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and shout out Joker for also taking on oh, that was mental crazy. illness. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> shout out Joker. <laughs> like the film. Like the, <laughs> the, the, no, shout out Joker. The writer and stuff. Shamir, you really enjoyed that movie. I love that movie. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was like really nice, like uh, Oscar worthy type of yeah. movie, but to watch it with like friends in the theater, I, it wasn't like that great of an experience. <laughs> it wasn't that, enter- it wasn't that like, entertaining as like the other joker but i think I this get one's that. more enjoyable in an intimate setting yeah like you'd appreciate yeah. it more no, no yeah definitely it's definitely to be appreciated but uh like it's like boring at times like i had my funny me. friends next to me you know uh-huh. like my friend monty and stuff yeah. and like he would look at me anytime like something i guess happened serious like serious but uh-huh. funny at the same time i guess okay. And he would look at me to see if, like, I was laughing. And I was, like, not laughing throughout the whole movie. Because then, like, it's a serious movie. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, like, an independent, like, art film yeah. type thing. Yeah. That, that you don't want any distractions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah superheroes. What? Sorry. No, the way that this movie oh, yeah, was is very, like, realism. <laughs> it's, it's very realistic. Yeah. Um, I told my mom to watch it. She would enjoy it. So I might watch it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I should mom, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> huh? Mom, did you watch it yet? <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of... 
movies and TV. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting um, to the lighter section of a the little, podcast. A little late with Lily Singh. Ooh. Have you guys seen this? I have not. I have seen the promos I'm everywhere. So disappointed. I don't what watch do TV. Well, first of all, let's set it up. Clips. Superwoman, aka Lily Singh, now has a late night TV show that comes after Fallon and uh, yeah, Seth Meyers. She's like a top Shout YouTube out. star, 12 million something subscribers. She's been on YouTube for a decade. She yeah. was on YouTube for a decade. So now she has this show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm with my brother, like, like it had the, so much potential. Like I was so hyped for it, like super proud of it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, well, like, what's wrong with it? Well, here's the thing. Like, it seems like from the YouTube comments and everything that it's an amazing show. And from the way that she's reacting that like everyone's loving it. And this is one of those things that I have a problem with when it comes to like the force positivity and, um, like the support. Yeah. Where I, I support Lily Singh mm-hmm. as Same. a brown person and, mm-hmm. and, and her hustle. Yeah. But I've never been a fan of her content. Mm-hmm. And this uh, on this level of like the talk show, it's, for me, it's like even worse because there's not any, there's not as much like creative content as there is like, hey, I'm a brown woman and I'm bi every two seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you going to stop? Are you going to just like make content and like show why you're talented or mm-hmm. why you're special, why you deserve the spot? Or are you just going to keep appealing to like the cringy minority people that only want to see their uh, people in that spot mm-hmm. just to have that spot, like non-deserving? Yeah. And I can compare that with people like Hasan Minaj, who has won the Peabody Award multiple times for his work that he puts in and his whole team to like literally researching and, and crafting this show, The Patriot Act, which is an incredible piece of work. Yeah. Like there is real substance there. This is almost like. What is she doing? Like, like she's just bringing on guests and then being like, oh, you're it's awesome. It's just making fun of white people the whole time and like, and, and claiming that I'm, I'm a brown girl who's bi. Mm-hmm. Like, over, and she like, keeps. It's just like, you know how like some people do it subtly, like the political stuff. Hers is so blatant that it almost made it's it's cringy. It's so cringy. It's very cringy. It's so disappointing because it's like, it's it's such a uh, such an easy sort of escape. Like yeah. it's so easy to be a minority and get up on stage and say like white people this, white people that, without having to be creative. Mm-hmm. Now look at Dave Chappelle. He makes fun of every race and religion and whatever doesn't matter, but he does it in such a creative way. The way that he tells his stories that. It's just like hilarious because you could be of that uh, race, of that race or whatever, and mm-hmm. still find it funny, which people do. Yeah. So. And in this case, it's just like you can't just have a spot like that and then think that you don't have to work and all you have to do is be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry, but that's be yourself is great, but it doesn't just mean like say what your skin color is. Yeah. all the time and say what like and and i'm not saying that that's the whole show yeah because there is like i think uh what's her name mindy kaling came on and she kind of saved her she was like very entertaining but sometimes it's just it's hard, it's really hard to watch for me at least yeah. mm-hmm. i um i watched i've been watching all the episodes like when it comes to, like the monologues and mm-hmm. i think that it's really entertaining when she um interviews the guests i think she like has a cool way of um interviewing them she stops them every like one minute to make a comment about herself though mm-hmm. well, it'll be like it'll be like uh someone will be like well i'm working on this book and then she'll literally s- like stare at the camera and be like and by the way 
It's How to Be a Boss by Lily Singh. Oh, I mean, I thought that was funny. Okay, I guess yeah. we have a different sense of humor. Yeah, I don't yeah. find that funny at all. Yeah, and so then... Um, it's annoying, actually. But her monologues and stuff, I definitely felt that in the first episode. It, and yeah, also really the first episode. week. But I like it now. Like, I like her show. Okay. Yeah, I like. I, I was one of her fans when she was on YouTube. And I, like, my brother used to think she was the cringiest thing in the world. But I actually enjoyed her videos. And I think that, like, I'm kind of that audience. And I really enjoy her show. Do you think it's good for people, for her audience and people outside her audience, too? Or So I think that um, you would definitely have to know, like, where she's from. Um, she'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Don't she'll, worry, she'll, she'll tell you. She'll tell you, like, she'll she'll mention, like, oh, yeah, like, being on YouTube or whatever it is. Um, I think the reason why she talks about herself too much, though, is because she doesn't have a show from scratch. Like, Late Night has kind of a, a, format, a, like a format no, no, when it comes. But this is from scratch. She chose to do it this way. She wanted that sort of she, format. She chose it, but... The monologue, the interviewing guests, those are all standard things that late but night... She, but what like, she chose, she said she wanted it that way. There's only, like, I mean, maybe you can change up the whole game, sure. Um, but it's her show, a lot you know, of like, a lot of what she's have. doing... No, but late night has a format. I know, but I remember her talking, like, behind mm -hmm. the scenes of, like, I wanted to do the standard monologue desk this that mm -hmm. she said that she didn't have to okay well um, that's what i'm saying is that's kind of what i've seen when it comes to late night yeah which i don't know i kind of think it is cool to have somebody who is like brown doing the same thing that i've seen white, white, white guys yeah. do for years well, and years and years also for me personally jimmy mm -hmm. fallon is the worst yeah. I don't know if, what you guys think, but he's, oh, he's, cringy. he's he does, so hard to watch. Too and he does a bunch of fake laughing the whole yeah. time. It's so fake. Even Ellen, I'm a huge fan of Ellen. You guys know this. Uh, I can't watch George her that Bush much. thing now. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but like, it's hard because it's, again, that like forced sort of like, we're best friends and everything you do is great. Mm -hmm. And I'm more into people like... Conan is great too. Conan okay. is like Conan's real. He's real. He keeps mm -hmm. it real and Live he audience. talks about what's going on. Even um what's his name? Uh Colbert. He's not that bad. Uh because he asks like real what questions. What about Jimmy sometimes. Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel is kind of annoying a little yeah. bit. Mm -hmm. He's uh, so you're not a fan of like a lot of the late night hosts. I, I feel like these things are James Corden's the best though. Well like look at look at look at uh the people that don't have that format or like mm -hmm. people submitting these questions ahead of time, whatever. Uh Sean, what's his name from Hot Ones? Yeah, he does yeah, it. Sean Evans. First week, Sean first Evans, first right? Mm -hmm. Imagine why is Sean Evans so great? Because he makes it completely about the guest. Yeah. yeah. He pulls out and does research. research. He he knows and he becomes popular for not like people don't know a lot about Sean. Yeah. But Every guest that comes on will compliment him. And, like, there's some guests that are even, like, I love the questions you ask. Like, this happens a lot. Yeah. Whereas on these other late-night shows, that rarely happens. And you see people, like, dreading to be there. You see people bored. Because yeah. they're, I guess, like, people send in these questions ahead of time. And they already know what they're going to be. And then they have to go on Fallon, Kimmel, whatever, whatever, and answer the same questions for each different audience. So you're yeah. against late night as a whole. <laughs> no, well, I, I, not entirely. Mm -hmm. I understand the format, but I feel like Lily, she could, she didn't have to do what she's doing right now. But I think that from her point of view, she did change it up in the sense that she said that she wanted like 
the writers in the room had to be like 50% woman and diverse and whatever like in her sense I think that but why but but you have to understand that it's geared why to it, what she wants I know but like why why is it that you have to say okay I want 50% it's not even 50 there was like um a little promo she was doing where she was like eh add in one white guy and then the white guy comes in and she makes fun of the white guy mm-hmm. like I'm not for that that's so weird mm-hmm. why is like it, she's made it like us versus them thing like yeah. I've I've earned this now respect me for it it's kind of like a I think she definitely did that on the first week and I didn't really enjoy watching the first week at all but I think that like you should get the best writer not the one who's your mm-hmm. color right but the, I think for relatability, that's why. That's why all those jokes are right. like that. Lily's not writing these jokes. I mean, that's how all her content is, though. But she's not writing these jokes. Those are all writers now. She's not doing any of but that work But she definitely anymore. has a voice to be like, hey, guys, I think this is too... Like, if that was but, me, but I'd be like, hell no, you've, I'm not saying that. It goes along <laughs> the lines of her still being cringy and kind of what she says. Mm-hmm. It goes with her theme. Yeah. So, like, she enjoys what those writers are like, coming has, up with because that's has, kind uh, of what she would say herself. She has Humble the Poet in her corner. Why doesn't Humble just, like, write her stuff? Like, he's such a good writer. <laughs> There's so much creativity back there. I don't know. I don't understand. I... I like her. I want to keep supporting her, but she's making it very hard for me. Yeah, I think you should boat. give it another chance to her newer stuff. Do you but think I she also... has like a dictator personality? Yes. <laughs> yes. I know people like that. I know I people too. that are like... Yeah, we do too. <laughs> it's like, Hello. I know people that are like... Um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> once they don't hear what they want to hear, it's like you're fired type of thing. I don't know if she does that, but it's yeah. it's like... I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to keep bashing. He's gonna talk about himself. Let me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let me ask you guys if you've seen it. What you think about it? Because all the comments are her fans, her little mm-hmm. like ten year old fans that are like, Dang, Lily, everything you now. do is amazing." All the comments I see are like, "She's getting really good at this now," and she's not. <laughs> I, this I, should not be the standard. But that's what I'm saying is, I I I do think she's getting better. And then again, I am her audience. Like I grew I up watch watching girl, her. Like I'm girl 50, power 50. sometimes to me is is being used in the wrong way, and I don't want to start this. <laughs> <laughs> but but please, girls, like our standard is better. Yeah, like I really want to support it, and I like I'm not like a like I was never a fan of her, but I respect like her We've being always brown. like, like shouted her out yeah, and wanted her to like, be her being brown, her being a woman. Like I appreciate all that, but then. The people that are super like negative towards that stuff, the way that she's made guys... the show, it's shoving it down their throat. <laughs> okay, on on the same uh, subject of roasting TV shows, yeah. Let me just get this out too. There's a show called Rhythm and Flow. Oh Have my you heard God. of it? No. It's like a uh, it's like a rap American Idol. Also a potential oh, to okay. be a really good show, it. but then got botched. Okay, yeah. so so Rhythm and Flow, they go to different cities and try to find like the the next new best hip hop artist, right? Okay. Yeah. The judges are Chance the Rapper, Cardi B, oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Ti. Oh yeah, yeah. The I cringiest. saw them on Ellen. I saw him on Ellen. The, so, the cringiest selection. <laughs> the cringiest okay, selection. Ti right who's not hip anymore. Yeah. Cardi B, you have writers for you, so you're not <laughs> yeah. like a rapper. And Chance, then three Chance like is on and off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not the thing. The problem is, it's not if they're old or not. That's never a thing. I for think the it, shows that yeah. work, right? Like American Idol, it worked for a very long time because you had Randy Jackson, Paul Simon. Abdul, and Simon. Simon Cowell. knew what he was Simon Cowell is like he finds talent. Randy was a producer. Paula was the one who was like an artist, mm-hmm. but she was nice. But at least you have different, yeah. um, you know, approaches to the judging. And 
the problem with this is there's no criteria here because you have T.I., Cardi B, and Chance the Rapper. Chance is, the I think, the closest to being qualified to be a judge, but because he sometimes wears that sort of arrangement hat. But for me personally, you put in producers. You put in people like Pharrell Williams. You put in someone mm-hmm. like Kanye West. Um, you put in someone who knows the industry, that knows what's going to work and what actually makes an artist. These people, like, they're sitting there and judging. We were watching the episode and we're like, where? Like, someone's like, uh, your dance moves weren't on point. And then everyone else was commenting on the dance moves and no one made a comment about the lyrics, the delivery, the flow, none of it. Hmm. I'm like, what kind of a show is this? Like, what are you really looking for? Hmm. So, I don't know. What do you guys think about, like, artists being in this uh sort of position and, and shows just coming out of nowhere like this. I, it must be a great show because Cardi B's <laughs> on it. <laughs> Welcome to the Cardi Nikki News I think of the I week. Think, and I'm just I think Cardi would have been a great host because mm-hmm. I like watching her judge. It's funny. And they had a guest uh, judge. You want to as- know something? That's what she says. <laughs> they had a guest uh, judge, Snoop Dogg. And Snoop is awesome. Like he's yeah. Snoop is a godfather of rap. Like He is one of those people. But at the same time, he does not... No, like he he he's a fan of everything almost. Yeah, he enjoys everything. He's like a people's person, but he doesn't really know. He was like, just smoking the, the whole entire the show. And he's going <laughs> yeah, the technical <laughs> aspects of yeah. like and and the artist factor. Yeah, there's people that know that. Like Kanye, yeah. he knows when he hears something. Yeah. like that's an artist. Yeah, and so like it doesn't make sense to have these people there. I feel like Chance is sitting there being like, well, could I collab with this the, person? From the show's perspective, I know why they chose these people. Because it's gonna They're, they're the biggest. They're, they have great personalities online, mm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and That'd like, they needed yeah. people that are gonna get them views. Yeah. T.I.? <laughs> well, he, he has like a huge black yeah. community following. Like mm-hmm. older, he'll he's get a, the he's older people. He has a lot people. of respect. He'll yeah. get the older people in. Sense. Cardi B will get all the girls and all the. It's also people. Atlanta, Chicago, and New York. Yeah. I sure as hell wouldn't care about it if Cardi B wasn't on it. You wouldn't care? No, I'm saying that like that makes me more interested to watch oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. I wouldn't care about the show. If, yeah. if she like wasn't there's a show. It. I don't know if you guys watched this one. It's called Songland. Oh yeah. That one's actually really amazing because all of like the well they're not judges but they're all producers and then an artist comes in. And they make choose, a song, make a song oh, from like one sick. of the songwriters that like writes the song. That's so sick. these producers know exactly what they're talking about and everything like that, and they'll help that songwriter get to the artist. Yeah. Like it's super cool. Yeah. I would blame the producers of the show. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't think I think Chance is just getting a check. So is Cardi and Ti. I will watch it. And yeah. they're they're and being entertaining. Know. Like they're not Cardi actually actually judging. It is they, entertaining, they but for but for someone thing. who there's cares. no criteria they're following, they're just like, oh, this was cool. Yeah. This was whack. That's I think for most people it might work and. Like, for me, sitting there, it's hard, again, like, it's hard to watch because I care. Because you're like, I want this artist to be good or something. Well, there's artists that they pass up on that are actually, like, they're pretty good. And then there's people that are, like, trash. (laughs) And then they'll be like, yeah, I was feeling you. And they all agree with each other. Like, no one ever Uh, is like, oh, you know, I was feeling that. And someone else is like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, they don't have a Simon. It's not even, they don't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 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 the, what is it, devil's advocate. Let me tell you, like, Chance, he would be good on a show about business. Like, if it comes to, like, a show about, like, making your own app or, not app, but, like, about business ideas and, like, how to approach that. Because he's been in the, like, entrepreneur's hat for a long time. And, like, he was this independent artist and he's like had to make these deals. So maybe if there was a music show related to that or 
just an entertainment show in general relating to that, just hit record again, Amber. I can't. You're out of space? No, the temperature. Oh, the phone oh, is too geez. hot? Oh, yeah. jeez. Okay, it's fine. We don't have a, I guess we... All right, we don't have, have video have anymore. Video Sorry this. about that, guys. Or maybe it'll cut off at some point. Yeah, I think it'll just... That's fine. Um, yeah, so, like, for Chance, that would be a good show. And again, for T.I., like, he's been in some acting roles. He's in some business ventures, yeah. like... That would be okay, but but this what was is, like the what first are people one, doing with these shows nowadays? This man? was like the first one. Like every other uh, show like this has been for like singing, like country pop and stuff like that. Not never really for like rapping. Mm -hmm. So it, I just it feel like the the standard is going down overall in like shows. Oh, for being, sure. Not <laughs> just shows, but just like every maybe not like movies. And, I don't know. It's just annoying because just content. It's like, just content because like there's too so much many saturation. good people That's out there yeah. and like it's so easy Frost you go do it tell them T.I. leave right here Chance, I mean I'm not unknown you? label Cardi is coming B? for you good <laughs> day unknown media I'm not like cloud chasing for that reason I'm not like making what everybody else is making just to make it mm -hmm. or if like there is some sort of good trend or something that I think that I could add a good creative twist to then I'll do it but otherwise I would rather like be have low fans and be making stuff that's true to me then try to like do whatever it takes to um get all these followers but then they're in love with something that i'm not genuine to mm -hmm. which i don't know i don't think that everyone's doing that like they have the option to like oh let me switch on my like genuine gear now i think that they're like i oh, mean this cardi works. b says it herself she's like i'll do whatever for you know a bag. What she, you know what she was saying to uh th one of this artists like oh. that performed she was like she was she really spitting bars, right? This girl, she, what, she was actually really good, and the judges all liked her. And she was actually really good. And Cardi was like, mm, I'm rapping about boobs and ass, and, like, you did really good. Like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> like, she was applauding she's her. So... <laughs> because she's like, I have to do this. She says this often. Like, she's just like, yeah, this is what I do, because, like, it yeah. makes money, and that's what you guys want. Like right. she says it very openly. Yeah. We're just idiots. We're just we've just been sleeping this whole time and like <laughs> if we wanted to, we could tell Cardi, but we don't want to. We would rather hear her talk about her um abnormally large body parts. That um, were created by a doctor. I'm done ranting about yeah. bad T V shows. Speaking of content and media saturating <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh Tyler Perry launched his own like studio yeah like so, a giant 300 acre studio in atlanta respect whole campus respect and he's hiring people in atlanta in one of the poorest areas um to make just a bunch of films a bunch of content and media and he had like a red carpet and every black like that's in the media like icon was there like even Beyonce was she was like she made like a long Instagram post or something mm -hmm. and like apparently she barely does that so I was watching morning news <laughs> but she was like this was like one of the most amazing nights of my life like I saw people that I like grew up watching like Whoopi Goldberg and like um, Spike Lee like all these people have like names of buildings in the Tyler Perry Studios campus and so, I believe that campus used to be like a conservatives yeah um, type of something it was a very but poor area and it was it like, was like owned by slave owners and, yeah or something yeah. like that and so to turn that around um is is like yeah. totally respectable Shout out tyler perry he's been doing stuff like this mm -hmm. since yeah. the come up i, I mean, think that's how a, you do it i think that if yeah. you want to make a difference 
this is how you do it. Yeah. It's not about like screaming and crying like give me a chance because I'm this color or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like show them yeah. that you have what it takes and build your own empire. That's, and that's what Tyler Perry did. Yeah. He built his now he has his own studios. Like, uh, all legit. those Medea movies like every two like every year like he'd have like two off. movies. Man hustle. And I look, mean, like, I never you don't have to be a, a fan one, of those but, and yeah. I like you like them I a like little em. bit. I was <laughs> I like Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I was like Type. they're okay but like some of his stuff is good and and regardless his end goal uh, got accomplished. Yeah, and, and it, we don't even know how much further he's going. The, the thing yeah, is, this like, could just be the start. I yeah. didn't even like care for like his movies, right? Mm-hmm. But I cared for how much he liked making movies. You know, like, true, true, like true. that's just so inspiring. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, like, there's people who want to make like the best movie and stuff. He's just like, I want to make movies. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. And I think uh, Adam Sandler's kind of like that right now. Um, he's not making like the best movies. But you can tell. He's, I didn't even know he's making. Movies. Yeah, he's making. He makes like yeah. two a year or something. Really? There's been like three that he put out on Netflix. So. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. he has his own. He's been having his own studio, uh-huh. like where he makes his own films. But like everyone wants like the old Adam Sandler and stuff like that. But he's just like making movies for that fun. That new movie where he's like a like a gangster or whatever. That he's oh yeah, but that's out. not his movie. Oh, but, but he's just acting in it. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> but though. yeah, yeah. Like but like that. I know what you mean. Like it's just inspiring to see like these huge people. They're doing stuff for fun. Mm. Like you never see that people are doing stuff for money mm-hmm. or like I'm sure Tyler Perry's doing stuff for money, but like it just seems so fun. But he's putting that money to good use. Yeah. So it well, just, whatever's fulfilling them. Yeah. In life. And most people don't do that. Right. Even like big they actors, artists, is like, making them the money. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, regardless, it's like you now have your own studios that like yeah. you right. no longer have to complain about like Hollywood not casting whatever. You can go to Tyler Perry and yeah. and. And hopefully he seeks out like the best talent. And now you have to actually work hard for it instead of like, yeah. you know, the the way that we discussed that like is not really. Yeah. And the, and the buildings he named after like big actors like Spike Lee building and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Those were actors that didn't have like a good come up in Hollywood. Hmm. So he hmm. was like, I'm going to dedicate this building because you had to work even harder than most people. And so it's pretty cool. Respect. Shout out to Tyler Perry. That's awesome. His come up story is crazy, too. Oh, hmm. dang. If you guys know about it. He got molested as a child and stuff. So, um, as well. I want to hit one more topic before we close this up, and it's uh, Justin Trudeau, um, <laughs> Prime Minister of Canada, got caught um, in some old pictures wearing brownface. <laughs> Wait, what was this? What was it? Wasn't it like a costume? What party, was it? costume party. But yeah. he was wearing like a turban, and yeah. he had like a legit brown face. Yeah. <laughs> really? It was like blackface, but oh, I guess yeah. people are seeing brownface. Because I don't know. He was dressed as like a. He was dressed as Aladdin. Yeah. Oh. What do you guys think? Are you offended by that? I mean, no. How how long ago was it? It was like what twenty years ago. Why are you not offended? Personally, I think it's funny. Like, (laughs) like I'm not gonna lie, it's hilarious, right? (laughs) And I don't think it should. That's people have been doing that like twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, not saying it's right or whatever, but like it's just a joke. It's just a costume party. Like, and. So then, so then, on that same thing, do you do you think blackface is acceptable? I'm I'm not allowed to say that. What do you mean? Like I feel yeah. like I don't have since I'm brown and he's doing uh-huh. brownface, I don't he care. He can speak. On I can speak okay. on it, okay. right? Okay. Uh, I'm not a black person, so I can't speak on blackface mm. if that's right or I wrong. I think there'd be a difference if he like dressed up as a terrorist and wore brownface, but he dressed up to be Aladdin, which is a lot more innocent. I don't well, know. I'll tell you, I'm offended. Was, he, was it confirmed that he was trying to be Aladdin? It said Aladdin. It did say Aladdin. <laughs> I'm offended. Why? 
Because it looked nothing like Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> and you think you look like Aladdin. Like, you if you're gonna, be like, Aladdin, Aladdin so is bad not, for us. does not have that whatever face. It was literally like blackface, and then he has a turban on. Like, that's not Aladdin. When does Aladdin. <laughs> First of all, blackface is like completely off, too, because yeah. black people don't look like that. But it's just like, dude, you had a terrible costume, and like, that should. That should matter for criteria of like being prime minister. <laughs> I would not vote for him again. Oh my god! Because it was such a bad costume. But no, like people that are, are offended by it, like, um, I get it. Um, because Justin yeah, Trudeau, I understand. like he's he's been this uh, as, at least in like the rest of the world's mm-hmm. eyes, been this really nice guy. It's yeah. like, oh, this nice young handsome yeah. prime minister <laughs> who is mm-hmm. like he go he takes trips to India and like he's the savior. He like says like Ramadan Mubarak every yeah. year. And, like, but he's also like happy Diwali. now we see he why. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like, I'm br- one of you. <laughs> he wants to be brown so bad. <laughs> he's also like he lies sometimes too. Like he you know says that he's, he's for gonna, climate change and yeah. this and that and then he builds he like protesting. pipelines he's protesting it's like boy you can change it why do you have to protest <laughs> but he like he approved like pipelines being built like yeah and so he's, he's not really Dang. he's sus yeah so like this being found out like i don't know i don't it's know how hilarious. to feel about him it is funny it's that so it happened funny. to him yeah but also like i would look at who he is um like right now and and i would focus more so on what is he doing for canada what is he doing for is he treating minorities poorly i i don't think think so so. i think that he does have a strong relationship with especially the south asian community um but (laughs) because that's a lot of his people (laughs) well i mean they take up a lot of canada yeah like right you can't deny that you have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. them and uh i think that this could hurt his campaign i think there's votes going on like in this month currently uh, we're actually Jagmeet Singh is also running who is oh wow um, yeah. uh oh he's like oh you thought Sikh. he was for you but I'm, <laughs> I'm the real brown boy yeah, he tried so to be me 20 years ago it's it's also cool to see his story because uh, at first all I knew was that he was just Rain's friend and uh, I actually would like see him in pictures here and there and then I heard him speaking on some uh one of just rain's friend is running for prime minister yeah well he's it's more like just rain's his friend now yeah (laughs) right 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 no he's a big deal um he was a lawyer and now he's running and he He has has a really incredible story he has a book that um i forget what it's called but um it's uh i i read some excerpts from it and it's really interesting to see uh his story do you think this takes away well the justin trudeau stuff do you think it takes away from like what he's done and what he does (laughs) What do you mean? Like, does it change your perception of him because of something so old? I mean, it. I think for most people, yeah. But how like, about he apologized for it and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't really care. Like, I again, I want to focus on like that's not. Yeah. He was like, trying to be a lot. Like, if he was trying like, to, <laughs> he was, if he was him. trying to be like a costume designer, then no, like absolutely not. You're not gonna be that because you suck at making an Aladdin costume. He's <laughs> running for prime minister. Like, let's focus on like, is he actually a racist? Is he actually decent? Like, for Trump, for example, when he says those things, like, it's like he means it. Like, yeah. he, my man's like racist. He's uh, like totally for everything that he says. Almost, he says a lot of racist things. He says a lot of um, misogynistic things, and like, I believe all of that. For Trudeau, it's like. Dude, you kind of come off as a loser for doing that, but, like, but <laughs> you, okay, you, like you messed up. But, you messed up. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna make fun but of you. I don't you, think but, it like, was a thing because even like when I was a sophomore in high school, that was barely ten years ago, and my friend <laughs> literally 
painted her whole body black and, <laughs> and, and, and was Lil Wayne. And I swear to God, every like no normal. nobody batted an eye. What? No. I was Lil Wayne one time for Halloween, but I didn't like do a black. No, I, don't, I, I don't just drew on tattoos. Could no. that be racist? No. No. He didn't paint his body. But he put tattoos and all tattoos are racist. No, but like I, she painted her entire body black and then was like oh i'm low weight her arms and everything so that would what about people that like paint their bodies black for like college sports what <laughs> you know like how they paint you know what i'm talking about or yellow or yeah like, like completely that doesn't have anything <laughs> that was a stretch that was a have any of you seen dear white people no no and you I might, under, you might understand people's like perspective a little bit more after watching that movie well i get it with when it comes to blackface and why blackface was originally used and all that. Yeah. My, this my, is this my, is I think more about like the whole brown face, Aladdin, <laughs> Justin Trudeau okay, thing. Like, it's a weird. You know how you dressed up situation. as Lil Wayne, right? And you yeah. put like tattoos and stuff like that. Yeah. Like why is him just covering his face in brown? He doesn't need to like cover it. Like the the uh, like, the rest of the dress is enough. Yeah. But like maybe he just else, wants to be. I don't be think a back good, then it yeah. even mattered. Yeah, I don't know if he was trying to be racist, but I think he was trying to be funny. It's just a poor choice. I think that. But like it's a poor choice now. Yeah, Back I don't then think... it wasn't. So why should it still be, you know? I don't think it should be something that's held against him. If I saw it back then, I would kind of be like, what? Like, No, I really don't no, think I, don't I really think don't would. think you I would because enough. because I'd be like, I know Aladdin, right? I know <laughs> <laughs> He wants he to be Aladdin I would be like, no, so that's bad. a weird version of Aladdin, Aladdin, but I know you're trying to be Aladdin, so that's like f- But knowing funny. Amber, we haven't done a podcast for a long time. We can run a little longer. It's, it's like a, it's an hour and like 15 minutes right now. I'm so yeah, sorry if you're so, still listening. So was the last one. Um, but look, it's like if I know that character and I know that like he has okay, what, what, he's from the same region yeah. as me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you then, actually know. Then if I saw somebody dressed as that, I'd be like, "Are you supposed to be brown? Because that's that's not a good. That's black. <laughs> that's literally the color black. Yeah. So it you, doesn't make sense. I need to see this It doesn't make again. sense. It's not racist. No. Okay. Let me like let to me, you. It's not that it's, it's just weird. And and that's the issue. Not that it's... The other people are taking it as racist. Uh-huh. You're not taking mm-hmm. it as that yeah. way. Yeah. Right. You see okay, the difference? Okay, okay, I see. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not offended by, like... Like, he, I don't think he's trying to, like, be yeah. like, oh... Let me, let me tell you why I'm offended by it. It's because... <laughs> no, the same thing with blackface is, like, when other white people saw that, they saw it as acceptable, and they started doing it. There's been so many more cases of blackface than brownface, obviously. So this being like going viral and stuff like that. Now oh there's other gosh. now there's other people that have seen this and then they get the idea like oh we I can mean, do I that can now too. Like it's be, it's going to become acceptable to do like, that. Can we talk about so how he is? I mean people want to be brown. That's cool with me. We've never no one Wait, wa- ever wanted to be wanted to, to be brown. brown. No, but <laughs> to be able to do it for one day and not have to take on any of the racism that comes with it. That's what I don't appreciate about it. Like there, you can put on a face for a day yeah. as a joke versus having to actually have the skin color and face the discrimination and racism every single day that we face. That's not fair. Yeah, sure. I don't see it. Like, I see what you're saying, but I... Oh my God, this picture was on his yearbook. I don't think you... Like, at the end of the day, you shouldn't do it. You don't need to paint your face to look like someone. There was these three girls that dressed up as the Migos without doing blackface, and everyone knew that they were the Migos and credited them. But what I'm saying is, like, I I see what you're saying, and and that's why they shouldn't do it. But at the same time, I don't see it that way. And I don't think that they see it that way. I think they're just like, 
Like, I just, I, if I, just, I don't I see it that way, that how these, can I expect them to yeah, see it that Also, way? I don't believe these old pictures should be held against them in, in the present time. It's quite all, literally yeah, 20 all. years old. It, it's quite tw- yeah. literally like, 20 I'm not saying hold, hold him accountable, but I'm saying, like, the, standard, the action. The standard, the, yeah. yeah. Like, the standard, obviously, like, it's dumb, it's stupid, right? Like, yeah, you messed up, but yeah. let's make it a point that no one else does this exactly. now, either. Yeah. I, also, I just think that, like, people... Um, have different like viewpoints when it comes to what's acceptable and what's not like nobody ever um calls out robert downey jr for doing the blackface that he did no yeah. he did get crap for that yeah but like Thunder. but like jamie fox goes on uh air and says like nah like that was cool tyler still- the creator did whiteface in his music video two years ago uh-huh no well, I think, well, I, think well that's I mean, fine. the case, the the case that everyone says about that is like you can't be racist against white people, which, <laughs> which I, I mean, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> I just I feel like everyone should um be nice. To white girls, other. that movie, white, white chicks, chicks. Yeah, white chicks, sorry, yeah. white chicks, like that was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You guys tell us what you think about it, Canadians, like. Tell us what the environment is like over there and if people actually care. And Frost also wants you to take Lily Singh back to Canada. <laughs> Yo, true. <laughs> she might be doing it for a visa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. And on that note, Full circle. thank you guys for listening to another episode of Strange yeah, yeah. Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less strange. We'll talk to you next time. I can make you jump like the pop rocks, make you pop rock. And we checking out the time with the stopwatch. Flexing with the vans and the tube socks. Hoping for no cops and we get a wrist lock with the wristwatch. I can make you jump like the pop rocks, make you pop rock. And we checking out the time with the stopwatch.